Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You can't miss Canty and Carlin. Pound for pound. The biggest show on ESPN radio. Still contended. Listen, after the loss last night, no way I would be wearing that suit, but I... I think I could pull it off. I don't know. Mm, listen, I think you could pull it off if I were standing right next to you wearing the same suit. I could look like a fat Post Malone. <laughs> Couple all, of more all tats on the, the face. tattoos on, your, on, on the head. It's <laughs> <laughs> all you're missing, big fella. It's Kenzie and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. Known this guy a long time. He's got a new career. He is Jason McCourty. He is killing it on Good Morning Football every day, 7 a.m. on NFL Network. Jay, I, listen, if you saw the suit that we had Jalen Hurts wearing last night, the pure fuchsia throughout, I think I could pull it off. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, I was just listening. If you guys are starting a fund where you're both going to rock these suits, just let me know. I'll contribute the first amount of money in. <laughs> I'm paying for this. I would love to see both of you sporting the fuchsia. If Jalen Hurts can pull it off, Chris Carlin, you definitely can pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Jason, let's get to uh, what we saw last night in Monday Night Football. Are you surprised that the Washington Commanders were able to go into the link and push the Eagles around the way they did? I'm not surprised. I think when you talk about division games, those always go down to the wire. Opponents that know each other well. And the Commanders have been playing decent football. It's not like they're out here getting blown out. They were on their own little winning streak and then fell short. Uh, versus Minnesota the week before. So this is a team who's been playing well with Heineke under center. And I think for the Eagles, they've been rolling, they've been rolling, and you watched them last night. They just didn't play well, have four turnovers after only having three for the entire season. So to go over that fact, and then Quez Watkins fumble, it was just kind of those quirky things that happened to them. And maybe it's a, a blessing in disguise where everybody was talking about the undefeated season, the perfect season, that, all right, now that's over with, let's move on, let's focus on everything that's still in front of us. Jason McCourty, NFL Network, joining us. Of course, good morning football every day at 7 a.m. with Kathy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. The thing that we have talked about a lot today is whether or not last night, especially in terms of stopping the run, which is something the Eagles haven't really done this year, uh, whether that should sound an alarm for the Eagles. What do you think? For sure, I think... You look at them even last week. They beat up on Houston a little bit, but Damian Pierce had a very productive day on the ground. And for them as a team, if you can't stop the run, it's, it's going to be tough dealings, especially as you move further down in the season. And I think what Washington was able to display last night was a blueprint. They came in and they knew. They were like, hey, this is our plan to beat them. Let's keep their high-powered offense off the field and let's possess the ball as long as we possibly can. They ran the ball 49 times. When you do that, and it wasn't like they were averaging a crazy amount of yards per carry. They went in and they stuck with the game plan. Three yards here, two yards there, four yards there. And they said, hey, we have a plan and we're going to do it. And you look at the middle of that game, it was uh, three possessions for Washington in the second quarter and then their first possession in the third quarter where they had long, long drives of, I think, 16 plays, 14 plays, eight plays, then 12 plays. When you're doing that and then the Eagles didn't score at all in that span, they're punting the ball, and they're turning the ball over, 
that flips the game. And next thing you know, you're playing from behind and you're trying to make plays. So I think the fear for them is that now Washington has shown, hey, this is the blueprint. This is their weakness. If you can go in, possess the ball, and continue to run, I think the huge thing that isn't really being spoken about is Heineke's ability to convert on third downs. Yes, they ran the ball well, but when those third and fours, third and fives came up and a few third and seven and eights, he was able to make the throws uh, to whether it was Samuel, whether it was uh, McLaurin to keep the chains rolling. J-Mac, let's pivot to the AFC East, a division that you're very familiar with because you played for a couple of teams there. If the playoffs started today, every single team in that division would be in. Of course, the Miami Dolphins are in the pole position in that division. Who's the biggest challenger to the Dolphins to winning the AFC East crown? I think for sure it's the Buffalo Bills. Uh, They were the ones that we all were crowning before the season. Everybody's in awe every time Josh Allen plays because of what he's able to do. And Miami's been rolling. Tua back hasn't lost a game where he's finished finished the entirety of the game. But the Buffalo Bills are still a really good football team. Josh Allen's had a rough three weeks, uh, throwing six interceptions, five of those in the second half. But this is a team that you can't count out. And I think when you look at Josh Allen, everybody's criticized. And some people are saying, hey, has he regressed? Is that in the third? And I think for him, it's just getting back to playing that loose football, smiling, laughing, celebrating with his teammates. He's a guy that has all the ability in the world, and it's going to sometimes come with him trying to make a play and falling against him. But the Buffalo Bills, to me, for sure, are, is a team that's going to press Miami. And I, a lot of people still feel like they're the favorites in that division, although they've dropped uh, to third place with uh, the New York Jets having a tiebreaker. But to me, it's still them uh, with Josh Allen, that quarterback, and as good as they play on defense, uh, they're, they're, they're the top ones against him. Jay, when you've had all the expectations that they've had, and as talented as they are, how do you regroup when you are in this kind of situation where you just haven't played well? I think what's happened to them the past two weeks is a good chance to look in the mirror. I heard Stephon Diggs after the game uh, this past week, uh, something that Von Miller brought over. He has this phrase where he says, don't blink. And Stephon Diggs said he feels like maybe they're they're blinking as a team. And a part of that is possibly losing your edge. When everybody's telling you how good you are, when they're beating up on teams uh, the way they have at, throughout courses of this season, you start to feel yourself a little bit. And I think these back-to-back losses to them, and then not only losing the game, but how they've lost the game. Turnovers on offense, and then Justin Jefferson uh, going for 193 yards against a very good Buffalo Bills defense. That's the, that's the look in the eye and the kind of slap in the face you need to say, hey, we need to get back to business. We need to figure out what it is to get our edge back and get them going. They have veterans on that team. Uh, they're a team that has won and they're used to winning. So I think they have the pedigree and what it takes in that locker room to turn this thing around. Talking to Jason McCourty, NFL Network analyst and Super Bowl champion. And J-Mac, speaking of losing your edge, that Cowboys defense lost their edge against the Green Bay Packers offense. They allowed the Packers to rush for 207 yards in that loss in Lambeau on Sunday. How concerned are you about the Dallas Cowboys? Are you more concerned with the defense, or are you more concerned with Dak Prescott? I would say the defense. I think with Dak Prescott in the offense – just continue to run the ball more. Like, hmm. get back to what you were doing to win games when Cooper Rush was in there. Tony Pollard went crazy. He was averaging over five yards a carry. Don't just go to throwing the ball 40 times a game. Continue to hand the ball off and trust the run. But for the defense, it's rough. They haven't really stopped the run a, a ton this year, and they have such good pass rushes with Michael Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence on both sides that teams know, hey, the way to slow down these guys is to run the ball right at them. And the Green Bay Packers, a team that was struggling, had lost five straight games and really couldn't find their mojo 
on offense to allow them to come in and be able to run the ball, like you said, Chris, for over 200 yards. But not only that, they ran the ball, but then they hit on big plays down the field. And I think you talk about a recipe to lose a game on defense. Those are the, that's the double whammy right there. A team being able to line up and just hand the ball off. And then after you do that, hey, we're just going to chuck the ball deep and be able to make play after play. We saw in overtime the slant to Lazard, a big play that essentially ended the game, putting them in field goal range. Jay, last one. Um, nobody knows Brady as good as you guys do, you and you and Dev do. So uh, when you look at the Bucks the last couple of weeks, uh, should we be fearing Tom and company starting to get it together? Yeah, I believe so. And Canty, you know, winning cures a lot. When you're in the dog phase of it and you're losing and it feels like everything's falling in on an organization and a team, you get one win. The next thing you know, you wheel off another win and momentum starts to come. You're smiling more in the locker room. We see Brady after the press conference versus the Rams, that that was awesome. And then after this game versus the Seahawks in Germany, talk about where's the alcohol on the plane. Like That type of momentum and that type of confidence, uh, it just grows within a team. And obviously we know the Buccaneers are talented, and they've had to figure some things out with injuries on the offensive line and different things that they've had gone on this season, especially also injuries in the secondary. So, as you see them start to hit their stride, Tom has played well this season. It hasn't been – the wins haven't always been there, but he hasn't lost a step. So if they can gain their confidence, their division, the NFC South, like, you don't see anybody in that division where you're just like, oh, man, Tom and, and the Bucks, they have to watch out for them. There's no quarterback to really fear to displace them. So if they can get hot and get on a run, my goodness, the Buccaneers will be right back in the conversation. Jay, you were on that 0-16 Cleveland team. Did Dev really – FaceTime you after they beat Cleveland so you could see what it was like to win in Cleveland? Man, so we talked just about after every game. Never FaceTime, especially that soon after the game. So I get a FaceTime from him, and I'm just like, man, I hope everything's all right. And my son, we watched the games together on Sunday, so he's sitting right next to me, and then he pops up on the screen, still fully dressed in his equipment, no helmet, obviously. And he's just like, man, like we're in the locker room, we're celebrating. I just want you to feel what it – what it feels like to win a game in Cleveland. And I quickly told him, I quickly told him, I was like, we were, uh, we were 4-0 in the preseason that year I was there. So we had two games that we won at first energy stadium. So wow. I, knew what it, I knew what it felt like to win in the preseason. <laughs> wow. That is, I'll tell you what, that's nasty from your brother. That that's, is sibling rivalry nasty. at oh, its yeah. finest. <laughs> Jay, listen, we appreciate it, man. Great stuff. You're killing it, as usual, on Good Morning Football every day, 7 a.m. on NFL Network. Jason McCourty, we appreciate it, man. I appreciate it, guys. Talk soon. I'll tell you, he's as good as it gets, and those two guys are the exact same as they have been since college. Oh, no doubt. Absolutely tremendous. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, the one player who can completely change the NFC East. That's next. After we tell you about this from Bosley. Now, guys, if you're suffering from hair loss or you're worried about your hair, you got to check out Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts. The sooner you take action, the more options you're going to have for keeping and restoring your hair. Bosley is both surgical and non-surgical solutions to help you keep the hair you have and grow thicker, fuller hair where you need it the most. Right now, Bosley giving away a free information kit and a $250 gift card toward a procedure. Just text CARLIN to 203-203. You don't want to wait when it comes to your hair loss, guys. Trust me. Just get the information. Learn what you can be doing right now to keep or grow your hair. It's too late for me. 
Do it for yourself. People trust Bosley. They are truly the leaders in hair restoration. They have the most experience in restoring hair, and experience matters. So what are you waiting for? Get your free Bosley Info Kit and a $250 off gift card when you text CARLIN to 203-203. Again, text CARLIN, C-A-R-L-I-N, to 203-203. Get your hair back with Bosley. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Canty and Carlin. He's trying to sell this idea. I was going to say garbage. That wow, <laughs> come on, big fella. <laughs> that that somehow, somehow the dynamic, the dynamic of the NFC East has changed completely, and any one of three teams can now win the division. Why not? Why not throw the Commanders in there now too? Why not? No, I don't think the Commanders are going to be it. Let's not get crazy here. All right. Well, yeah. it's the not far are, off The Commanders the are 500 through mm-hmm. the first 10 weeks of the season. So I'm, I'm not going to sit here and but say they they're... just beat the Eagles. They're not... Carlin, stop <laughs> it. They're not on the same level as the Cowboys, as the Eagles, or as the Giants. They're just not. Like, the Commanders are on the outside looking into the playoffs. If the playoffs started today, the Cowboys, yep. Eagles, and Giants would be in. Yes, and the Commanders would be the eighth seed. ESPN Radio... There is no eighth seed. Right. Exactly. The first loser. Uh, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Look, whether or not it can actually happen, the one real interesting question is whether one player actually does change the dynamic if he ends up in the NFC East, and that one player is Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. If he were to sign with the Giants or he were to sign with the Dallas Cowboys, does that somersault them uh, or, or you know, just bounce them in front of the other two teams and make that team all of a sudden a legitimate contender to win the division? Here's, here's my only question about mm. Odell Beckham as we – have spent so much time talking about him. Mm-hmm. Is he going to come back and be an explosive player? 
Is he going to come back and be not necessarily his old self, but still somebody that really makes a difference in an offense when he is eight months removed now from surgery? Yeah. I think it's a fair question. But that aside, let's operate in the under the assumption that he does. Does he change the dynamic for either of those teams? Yeah, I, I think Odell could be the thing that tips the NFC East race, especially when you look at the need that the Cowboys and the Giants have at the receiver position. Now, Carlin, we can start with the New York football Giants, although they boast a 7-2 and record. In terms of their wide receivers' productivity, they're 29th in yards completed to wide receivers, 1,031, Carlin. They have four total touchdowns, good for 29th. In terms of in terms of touchdowns completed to wide receivers, so yeah, it's a problem for the New York Giants in terms of being able to get some production at the receiver spot. Odell Beckham Jr. absolutely gives you a guy that can be that threat. The Giants signed Kenny Galladay once upon a time, thinking that he could be a number one receiver for Daniel Jones. That has not been the case. Now, I will say this: the Giants and Brian Dable have found creative ways to navigate around the lack of productivity at the receiver spot and still being able to run the football, even though you have stacked boxes. But having a guy like Odell that can be the difference on that third down or that critical red zone possession, I think helps in terms of them winning closely contested division games. Now, when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, same boat, Carlin. The Dallas Cowboys receiving core outside of CeeDee Lamb only has two touchdown receptions on the year. Two. That's it. That's a problem, Carlin, yeah. for a team that wants to be a true contender, and it shows up for the Cowboys on third downs. The Dallas Cowboys are 25th in third downs, Carlin. They're 26th in number of plays per drive. What does that tell me? They can't sustain drives. And a big part of it is because you don't have receivers that can get open on the money down, especially when they're facing nickel and dime looks. So, again, Odell Beckham Jr. could be a huge add for a team in the Dallas Cowboys that has championship aspirations. So I do think Odell could play a role in how the NFC East shakes out. Well, for me, I I still can't give up on the Eagles, even though I've got those other two teams right there, even if the Cowboys get Odell. To be clear, I don't think there's going to be a Giants-Odell reunion. I'd be very surprised by that. But here's Jerry Jones on one of his 19 radio shows uh, on 105.3 The Fan <laughs> on why the Cowboys have not signed Odell yet. Yesterday he said Jerry Jones has not gotten his money's worth out of Dak Prescott. He could be this. That's the wrong cut. In this, this particular case, start by asking why is it that you're able to sign him? Ask that question. Why? Well, because he's not on the team at this time of year. A player of that caliber, uh, uh, that's rare. Trading, trading's over. Well, it is because we're dealing with dealing with a situation where he's free, and but free, but potentially very capable of helping a team right now win and play and him play at a high level. But that'll tell you alone, it is a rare, rarefied set of circumstances, and those are uh, don't just happen or uh, this wouldn't be possible. What are you, what, what? I mean, that was kind of like, I, I think. It's very convoluted what I, he just I, said. I think what he was trying to say is it's rare that you have this kind of a talent out there, so there's going to be a lot of people interested. Yeah. But well, Odell I, has already narrowed it down to the teams that he's interested in, right, Carlin? Yeah. I mean, the Bills were on that list. The Packers, I believe, were on that list. The Cowboys, the Giants, and the San Francisco 49ers. Now, Odell has already said that he wants to 
put down roots on his next stop in his NFL career. He's tired of the rock star lifestyle, and it seems to me that places that offer him a chance to have the quality of life he's looking for and to compete for a championship, that's a short list. To me, it's San Francisco. It's the Dallas Cowboys. It's the New York Giants. And so out of those destinations, I think the Cowboys is the one that overwhelmingly makes the most sense. Uh, listen, if uh, although we did see Kenny Galladay burst back onto the scene with a drop. <laughs> Making his presence felt right away. Yeah, I think that might be a situation where Odell wants the Giants more than the Giants want him. There's That's a lot interesting. of love. There's a lot of love for him in that building. Make no mistake. Oh, absolutely. And I think he could absolutely help that team down the stretch. Yes. But I think a team like the Cowboys is more desperate. A team like the 49ers who are in their window are more desperate, and they're going to make a bigger pitch to Odell. If I just ask the simple question right now, because I know what my answer is, and to be clear. The Eagles are still winning the division, to me. If Odell signs with the Cowboys or the Giants, does that team win the division? Does he make that big of a difference? Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. He does. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, I don't buy it one bit. Of course you don't, because no. you don't like Odell. No, it's, Just a I, I actually I have no issue with Odell at all. I'm not. Mm. I'm not that guy because there are people that don't I'm like Odell. Ju- I'm. I'm just razzing you, bro. Yeah, I, my thing with Odell has been more about is he going to be healthy. Uh, that's really what I'm curious. It's a about. legitimate question. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. And listen, things are quite the same in college basketball for the most part, but there is one thing that is vastly different. Different. We will explain next. Canty and Carla on ESPN Radio. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Canty and Carlin. College basketball tonight. State Farm Champions Classic on ESPN. And ESPN Radio follows us here at 7 p.m. You got Kentucky facing Michigan State. Duke taking on defending national champion Kansas at Gamebridge Fieldhouse, Indianapolis, Indiana. It'll be Mark Kestisher and the great Bob Valvano who joins us right now on ESPN Radio. Kesky, yeah, great, very good. I would go, Bob, great. That's just me. Uh, Bob, it's uh, it's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty. We appreciate it. How you doing? 
I'm well, too, Chris. Thanks for having me. And a good time to say that because Kesty went to go get a pretzel or something. So I'm the only Excellent. One did, so. yeah, Again, very, that's very, why Kesty's very good. The timing, let's get a pretzel before the game. <laughs> There's part of me that, that respects that, but nonetheless. Hey, hey Bob, let's um, first of all get into Duke a little bit. The one thing that is vastly different is no Coach K. Uh, you spoke to John Shire for the pregame tonight here on ESPN Radio. What are your impressions here as he takes over? Well, I mean, the thing that I'm struck by is how graceful the transition has been. And, guys, you know this. I mean, it's not just basketball, baseball, football, pro football, pro basketball. Following a legend is a very, very difficult thing to do. It's uh, and, and I know it may not work out. Who knows? We'll see. I think it will. I think John's a great choice. But they both have handled it walking that perfectly fine line. What I mean by that is John has paid the great respect to Coach K. It's obviously not only a professional respect. He has great fondness for him personally. But he's also, you know, very in a very uh, diplomatic way, spread his own wings. He's got to be his own man, and he'll tell you that. You know, you can't just try and emulate somebody else. And Mike has done the same thing. He is... He's given uh, John a lot of room to work. He's not here in Indianapolis, but he's also not distanced himself. He's been at practice, John said, and he, you know, he'll share his thoughts with, with John. But it's obvious he's kind of, if not explicitly, implicitly saying, you know, you, you be you, John. Don't You're not trying to be anybody else. Just be yourself. And because of that, and the fact that Shire has recruited almost all of these guys. He was the lead recruiter for almost mm. every one of these guys on the roster. That helps because that's where the relationship is. You know that. It's the guy who does the recruiting. And so he's got a relationship with these kids to begin with. So they listen to him and try. And I'll tell you what, they were a loose bunch at shoot-around today. I was, of the four shoot-arounds, they were the most loose. They did very little in terms of five-on-five stuff. They all just shot. They a lot of happy faces, smiling faces. Probably a smart way to do it because uh, it's a long haul, baby. It's a long slog coming this season, and uh, you don't want to obviously be beating guys over the head in the third game of the season in November. So they came out and they got their work done, but they were pretty relaxed about it. Bob, last year we saw the team on the other side of the Tobacco Road rivalry with the first-year head coach following a legend take that team to a national championship. Are those the expectations that people around the Duke program have for John Shire in his first year? Well, if it's not his first year, then, you know, not very long after that. That's just the reality. I mean, you know, it, it is it is what it is. But, you know, it's a great, actually a good example because if you remember – Early in the season last year, people were saying, boy, this Carolina team has really dropped off. I mean, you know, Hubert Davis is trying to get them to play a different way, and they don't look like they get it, and they're really struggling. And, I I mean, really, it was pretty critical. And here they are. They go almost and win the national championship. So I think it's in that regard for Shire, I hope they give him – well, I can't say give him the same latitude because they were all over you. But, I mean, it, it's foolish to be that way. It's just – I have a saying all the time on my local show, you know, you got to let the cake bake. I mean, you can't you can't put it in in five minutes and then look in the oven and be all angry that all you've got is a mess of goop in there. It hasn't you know, had time. you got to give it time to bake. And that's the same thing in, in, in this, especially for a guy who's a first-time head coach. He's got to feel his way a little bit too. And so uh, that's a good example. I'm not saying they're going to struggle early, but if they do – you need to give the guy a little bit of time to uh, get his feet underneath him. But t- the short answer to your question is, if you look at the talent on this team, yes, they expect to be there in March this year, every year, but especially this year. They had the number one re- incoming freshman in, in Derek Lively. They they have got a, a, a super talented roster. Maybe not as experienced as some of the other teams. And all the other teams have a lot of returning players, to be honest. Even Kentucky, which is like 
heresy. They never, they never have yeah, as many exactly. returning players as they have this year. They, they have, they have six returning players, five of which are juniors and seniors, and a senior transfer. I said, I, I know, Cal's got all these gray beards. This is going to be unusual for him, but um, it should make. I think recent years have shown us guys having it that the teams with the great talent. You can't. There's no substitute for talent, but it's good if you've got some uh, returning players as well. It makes a huge difference, and I think that uh, at least three of these teams fit that bill because they got returning players that are significant on all those rosters. Talking to ESPN College Basketball Analyst Bob Valvano on Canty and Carlin. And, Bob, you mentioned it, Oscar Sheway, Player of the Year last year. He's going to make his season debut for Kentucky. What can we expect from him tonight? Well, I watched him at practice today. He doesn't look like he's favoring the, the leg very much. I think that that's actually a good guy to bring up in terms of, you know, when you try and figure out uh, what kind of year a team is going to have. There are a couple of players you can focus on, not just because he's the returning player of the year, but because, you know, he talked to the NBA people. Everybody loves his attitude. Everybody loves how hard he works and how positive he is. But he is not the kind of new prototypical NBA big. He doesn't shoot it particularly well from anywhere beyond 15 feet. You know, he's not a great perimeter player. He's not, he wasn't a great passer. And so he came back. One of the reasons he came back is because he wants to work on those things. Now, if you're John Calipari, how do you walk that fine line? You know, you want to give the guy a chance to uh, improve his position with the people looking at him from the NBA. But you're also, I, I assume anyway, trying to win games. And maybe, you know, the best way for him to contribute to them winning games is to play to his strengths. And right now, his strengths are still very much around the basket. So, I, you know, that's going to be a fine line because I know he wants to work on those things. You want to give a kid a chance to do that. But if he's playing to his third and fourth best skill set, that's not going to give you the best chance to win. So it'll be interesting to see. But from a health standpoint, I think he looks really good. I, I think that knee is, is, is going to – his conditioning may not be what you want it to be, but he doesn't look like he's favoring the leg at all. Bob, have a great call tonight with Kesky right here on ESPN Radio. Again, we've got Kentucky facing Michigan State, Duke, and defending national champion, uh, champion Kansas. Have a good call tonight, Bob. Thanks, guys. It's great to visit with you. Appreciate it. You too. Bob Valvano, ESPN College Basketball Analyst. And listen, I'm looking forward to getting it going. I watched yes. the Michigan State game the other night against Gonzaga that was on the boat. And listen, I don't know how much of it was on, because they were on the boat. They couldn't shoot. Yeah. they were. Uh, I think they shot like 19% from three. Mm-hmm. So that was a concern. But, you know, we'll see how that plays out a little bit. That. To me, for my money, I'll take Izzo over anybody. Oh, no doubt. He's a great coach. He really is. But when it comes to a collection of talent, I mean, it's hard to argue against what Duke is bringing to the party with that freshman class. And this seems like it's going to be a lively bunch for the Blue Devils, pun intended. What do we do? We make people some money. Play of the day. Hello. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Oh, the ESPN app as well. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, you know what we do right now? We make people money. Yes, sir. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. All right, I'm going to admit that it's very early in the season to bet on college basketball. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I haven't. I watched Michigan State the other night, but you can't, how much can you take off of them playing a game on an aircraft carrier against Gonzaga? Yeah, you know who's number two in the country. Yeah, so we're going to go back to the NBA tonight. I like it, and we have got three games that we are tying together in a little parlay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks are six and a half point favorites over the Los Angeles Clippers. Can I say Dallas. I love that? Can I say I love that? You love I the mean, Mavs in that Yes, game. Luka Doncic on Saturday against the Trailblazers. 42-point triple-double, Carlin. 42-point triple-double. Leg one, Dallas minus six and a half. Yes. The New York Knicks visit the Utah Jazz tonight, who have been an amazing story in the NBA this year. No doubt. The Jazz are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Like that. Leg two, Jazz minus four-and-a-half. Like that. The San Antonio Spurs... Fresh off of losing by 35 last night, are in Portland to take the take on the Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Blazers minus eight and a half. Yeah, I like that. I mean, yeah, it was 37, by the way. Just putting. Oh, that 37. Out. 37. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's 37 points. All right, so there is your uh, your tripod, so to speak, yes. for this little parlay. Yes, a little will, NBA potpourri. It is Portland minus eight and a half. The Jazz minus four and a half. Mm-hmm. The Mavericks minus six and a half. Pays out at a plus 596. Plus 596. Feel good? I feel good about it. All right, let's yeah. go. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is. Three and out. By the way, your play of the night brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. All right. Number one, how about this? Steve Kerr deciding James Wiseman's struggles are enough to send him to the G League. He will be reporting to Santa Cruz, the former number one overall pick, who we know was hurt all of last year or a good portion of last year, uh, struggling so far. Uh, not clear exactly how long he'll be there, but, hey, he's got to play. Yeah, he's got to get some minutes, right? He's only averaging 13 minutes in the 11 games he's played for the Warriors this year. Going to the G League, and can that up to 30, 35 minutes, which is what the kid needs in order to develop. It's hard to get good at a sport, Carlin, when you're not playing competitively, when mm. you're not getting the games. Like, just practice alone is not going to be enough. So I think this is a step backwards to take two steps forwards for James Wiseman. Of course, a lot of this is going to depend on the kid's mentality. If he approaches this the right way, this could be a win for all involved. Here is Steve Kerr on the decision. 
he's gonna he's gonna uh, go to Santa Cruz tomorrow, and okay. uh, we will uh, keep him there for an extended period to get uh, some really good practice time and some games. And it's not going to be you know one game and bring him back. We want to we want to give him uh, you know maybe ten straight days, something like that. Um, and uh, come back, and we all know things happen in this league, and um, you know he's he's going to find his way back to the rotation at some point. But the best thing for him is to to play a lot of minutes and get a lot of reps. I still think he'll end up helping them at the end of the year. I do, yeah. but again, a lot of this is going to depend on the mentality that the kid approaches yep. it. As long as he doesn't go in the tank, it could be a good thing for him because he does need to get extended minutes. This one's for Matlack. BC Lions quarterback Nathan Rourke, who led the CFL this year in passer rating, set to begin working out for NFL teams next week. He's from Ontario. He played college at Ohio. 79% completion percentage last year. Nathan Rourke? Yeah. I'm not familiar with his work. Uh, neither am I. Oh, you will okay. be. You will be. Guys, I will be? Okay. Yeah, next Warren Moon. You know, next Doug Flutie wow. coming out of the CFL. You, you could have told called me. him the next Warren Moon. You could have told me that Nathan Rourke was the number one overall pick in this NHL draft coming up this year, and I would have totally believed you. Yeah. Hell totally. No. Totally. Bruce Arians. Talk to Ira Kaufman of JoeBucksfinan.com, Ira Legendary Tampa columnist. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was fair to Byron. I don't think uh, nobody is going to say that Tom Brady was playing bad, but he was playing bad. <laughs> we also had growing pains from a young offensive front. We weren't running well. There comes a time with a play caller uh, when you're losing yards, running the ball, and you say, forget this, I'm putting the ball in Tom's hands. And I'm really optimistic about the rest of the season. We're getting healthy. Tom smiled at practice last week for the first time this year. Here's what I'll say. I mean, Tom Brady not playing well. How much of that is because the offensive line in front of him was in shambles? It was a shell of what it was a year ago. Carlin, he lost his Pro Bowl center in Ryan Jensen in training camp. He was breaking in a brand-new right guard and a brand-new left guard. I I just don't understand why we expect Tom Brady to be this force multiplier when he's 45 years old and he's a pocket passer and the fabric of the pocket, which is the guards and a guard trio, is terrible because they haven't played a lot of games together. I, I, at the same time, though, don't think he was playing all that terribly. I thought, it, listen, was he vintage? No. Was he still playing well enough to give him a chance? Yeah. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to... And doing it under some pretty tough personal circumstances as well, Carlin. I, I totally... I mean, I totally yeah, agree with that. Yeah, all the problems that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been dealing with this year, Tom Brady is on down the line. He is very far down the line. Yeah. If if you're going to be encouraged by one thing, for me, it was the defense the other day. Yeah. The, well, for me, it was the running game with Rashard White. Yeah. Yeah, listen. They need that. They need to be able to run the ball, and they need to be able to stop the run, and they were able to do both this past week. and Carlin. Weekdays at 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can also listen and watch on the ESPN app.